We are back. I'm your host, Alex Coons. And in this episode, Willy Wonka. We had a wonderful pie to pie special roundtable with Chris, Sean, and Tommy. Chris, of course, of Ozzy's, Sean of Secret Pizza LA, and Tommy, the Tommy B of Lasortas. We wanted to bring these three together, these past guests, these titans of the industry, these big ballers in the Los Angeles community pizza scene. We talked to them because they all have similar stories of starting out with pop-ups or pickups and moving into brick and mortar situations. All three of them in different brick and mortar situations. Nonetheless, their stories are very interesting and they all share the same birth year of 2020. Fast forward three years later, they're not only making great pizza, they're making the best pizza in the city. They're being written up. They all made the Bill Addison uh, LA Times article together, graduating class of 2023, just straight shattering it. The idea behind getting these three together was a question I get all the time, which is how do I get into a brick and mortar? And I think from listening to these dudes, it was really all about pushing forward. It was all about, it, it was never about getting in the brick and mortar or rushing things. Things really fell in line for all three of them, but a lot of hard work and a lot of perseverance of just continuing to grow with their brands. And they have all grown in to awesome situations. I think the great thing about the Los Angeles uh, pizza community is that LA has never fully developed what an actual Los Angeles style pizza is. And, and to me, hanging out with these guys and talking to other pizza owners in the LA area is that Los Angeles pizza just might be people coming from their respected places, New Jersey, New Haven, Pittsburgh, Kansas, taking what they, they love so much from home and having it baptized by the sun and palm trees of Los Angeles. The glitz, the glamor, the stars, the dreams, where people come to be somebody else, but really getting washed up <laughs> and having to leave because their parents ran out of money to give them. But that didn't happen here. LA has a way of changing you. It's probably the sun, but respectively taking those things from home and having them being changed by the California sunshine. I can't get away from the sunshine. I really love the fucking sun here. And anytime, you, anytime somebody asks, why did you move to LA? It's the weather. It's fucking beautiful out here. We also touch on how important it is to have a story what drives you, how you got here. And their journey is so much a part of their brand, which you can see and you'll hear in this episode. I really appreciate all three of them stopping by, taking time out of their, their day, especially on Halloween, the biggest pizza day, or one of the biggest pizza days in the United States. I hope you enjoy this episode. It's a little bit spooky. If you're not, if you're not watching the episode, we all dressed up. Okay, so this is definitely worth putting the YouTubes on just to see how goofy we look. But anyways, I hope you enjoy this episode. It's a great conversation. Always got the nuggets. Listen to the whole episode. Love you. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another special Halloween edition, which no one will be watching on Halloween, so it might be awkward when this comes out on Friday, but we're all in costume. Most of y'all are probably listening to this, but we have a special round table with three titans of the industry. I'm gonna have you guys introduce yourselves one by one. Let's start with Sully. The purple pizza eater, okay. uh, for all intents and purposes. Uh, I'm Tommy from Lasorted. I am Chris from Ozzy's of Beats. And I'm Sean from Secret Pizza. And this is a round table. When you're here, you're family. It's very true. No, I want breadsticks. Yeah. All right. I like that joke both times. Yeah. It's not really a joke. It's like that's gonna it's be true. The, that's gonna be it the, be the uh, that's gonna be the tagline for the round table, you know? Okay, yeah. okay. When you're here, you're family. Anyway, not trademarked. See? That's what we should have done. We should have all dressed like knights. 
Knights of the Round Table. Damn. God, that we missed that right. opportunity. Cut. We're gonna go change. We'll yeah. be right back. <laughs> well, we're getting together here because uh, you all have similar but different stories from starting up in kitchens, <clears throat> porches, pop up situations, and now you're both in brick and mortars. Um, I do do some consulting every once in a while, and the main question I always get is, how do I start either start a pop-up or how do I get into a brick and mortar? And I think that all three of you kind of had the same birth year, right? It's 2020. Yeah, yeah we're like, COVID babies. So like in three years, you guys have taken it from, you know, where you started. And now all three of you also were basically on Bill Addison's best of LA list, right? I mean, that's pretty fucking crazy to start from an uni and three years later all be in different situations and be some of the best pizza in Los Angeles. So let's figure out how the, how the fuck that happens. Uh, I still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I think like, uh, just, just quickly, let's do a refresher, go down the line, kind of introduce your concept and like do an elevator pitch of basically how you got to where we're sitting today. So let's start with Sean. So uh, I do mostly 18 inch round New Jersey or New York style pizzas. It's thin. Um, I started around 2010, just messing around in my apartment uh, in New Jersey at the time. And I would make uh, pizzas in the home oven. So when 2020 came around, I was just making pizzas in the home oven for friends. Eventually I heard enough times, you should sell these. And I decided to make an Instagram and uh, it kind of just went from there. All and right. Was that, was well, that how did you? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, yes. All right, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Sean. Uh, uh, so we at Ozzy's do 14 inch New Haven style pizzas. New Haven style or Abit's is just well done fermented dough, which is charred up. Um, and then we simple balance ingredients. And so it's known to be, you know, people call it burnt. If you're not familiar with it, we call those people stupid, which is fine. And it's just charred, well done pizza I grew up with. And the way I started was like everyone else in at this table. Uh, we, I was at home, I was bored. I was out of work and I always wanted to make pizza. I worked at a chain pizza rear for like a couple of years when I was doing comedy and I actually loved it. And I always wanted to be able to like make my own style, not use like frozen ingredients and all that stuff that the chains were using. And then I just started making pizza from home. And then like Sean, someone was like, Hey, you should sell this. And I'm like, huh? What is, what is what sell? Okay. Uh, so I made like an Instagram and said, Hey, I'm going to make 20 pizzas on a Saturday. And they all sold out in like five minutes and they would come to my house and I would cook out of my living room and, we called Ozzy's because Ozzy's my dog and he used to just clean up the flour off the floor by eating it. And I was like, oh, we're just going to call this Ozzy's. And then I, to this day, I still am grateful of like how the hell this all happened. But it's just, that's it pretty much. All right. Um, so Lasorda started because uh, my now wife had just got me a 12 inch uni and um, I just, started making pizza. My brother-in-law happens to be a baker, like sourdough baker. And so um, he had access to good flowers. And I he's like, I just asked him, how do I, I was making it with, uh, I feel like everyone probably starts nowadays with the most accessible recipe, which for wood-fired pizza, I feel like is the Roberta's online. They're, they have, I think it's New York Times posted the Roberta's. It's a great recipe, recipe. Re real simple. Recipe. <clears throat> And then, um, yeah, it just, it was just fun on the back porch, making for friends before going out and stuff. And then, yeah, COVID happened and I had nothing to do. And it was a great thing to fill my time with. But then uh, it was like, you know, I wasn't even gonna sell them. It was like, let me just make them for people to get them out of their house. And then, uh, Honestly, everything with me was just kind of like one thing after the other was just falling into place. Um, whether it was just getting kicked out of my house and then having to get a new way of doing it and not having a porch and going and doing pop-ups at whoever would entertain it really. 
Um, and then we got our place and then the place was, even that was just kind of a, you know, not a mistake, but it, just a random chance that it fell into our lap. And here we are now. So with all of you, was there like when you when you guys started doing these things, was it like, hey, this is my new career and I'm and, and a brick and mortar is now like what I want? Was that always <laughs> like when when did that I'll go no. <laughs> that was I had like for me it was just this was an outlet for me because I got sober during COVID <clears throat> for the first time in my life. I needed something to be creative in. And I didn't realize that it was gonna be food, let alone pizza. So then when I started doing it, I loved doing it. It made me feel good to make people happy through food. I was like, okay, I love doing this. Let me just do it as much as possible. And then started doing pop-ups out of my house with a, I used baking steels in my oven and smoked the whole place out and everyone was fine with it for a couple months. And then the health department was like, you can't do that. I was like, oh, really? Okay, whatever. So then that really broke me to stop. So then that's when I got an uni and I started just doing pop-ups at bars and then got a business partner who's a friend from New Haven to join in. And then I really was like, oh, I really love this. Let me just ride it. And like Tommy was saying, things just started to fall into place for Ozzy's. Like we were just doing pop-ups and then my sales job actually helped me find uh, the brick and mortar first space we were that we shared at Underdog's Bar. It was just happenstance, a friend of a friend. We went in there. And then like, I'm just like super obsessed with making great pizza. Like I think we all are. So once I was given an oven to like make more of it, it's like, let me just keep going. And then like everything that's happened is just, I never asked for it. I think that's one thing I've learned in running a pizzeria is like, I didn't ask for any of this. And like, if you demand certain things or expect things to happen, that's not gonna happen in the restaurant world. You just kind of have to literally be prepared for what's what can happen and then just expect the unexpected. And that's just kind of how it's like grown and. Yeah, I never thought I'd have a sign. I always laughed. I always wanted pizza boxes with my like with Ozzy's on it. I thought that would be like a benchmark. And then like now that they're being like made by the company that I always looked into three years ago it, and they reached out to me, that shit blows my fucking mind. Yeah. And it's just like a testament to like the hard work we all put in, like just to see a girl like I met Sean via Instagram when we started our things, like just texting and then we got to meet in person. And he's a gem. Tommy, same thing. We got to meet at the expo. And like now we're all bros. It's unbelievable. Just like how these things happen. Yeah. No, go for it, bud. Yeah, no, I similarly had no like clear like, okay, this is this is the career now. I'm going for a brick and mortar, but I'm a practical person. And I was like, I could be interested in that. So my kind of approach was to sort of like talk to some people, listen to podcasts. Like I was listening to like Bruce on smart pizza marketing and like reading the, this book and that book and like just kind of like learning stuff. And I guess um, I remember there was an episode that Bruce did with Pauly G and he was basically like, oh, if you anybody wants to talk to me at any time, just email me Pauly at PaulyG.com. And I was like, all right. So I emailed Pauly G and he was like, sure, let's talk. And, you know, what I heard from him was the same thing I heard from a lot of people, which was like, try and find a place that was a pizza place. And either they don't want to be there anymore or they've already left the space or, you know, he just was kind of like, find a place that has the ovens and they have the mixer and like, people kept saying that and I kept looking and not finding it. And eventually um, I found a place uh, that was basically exactly what he was describing. And I was kind of like, well, I guess here we go. Like, let's see what happens. And, um, but you know, like if I had never found that and, and never gone like to the brick and mortar, like, it wasn't like I was on like a, a strict mission to do that. It was more just like, okay, I'm making these pizzas. I'm trying to do not in my home. I'm trying to find something that works for me. And like, um, you know, hopefully the place that I'm in is is that, but you know, we'll see. It's also, it's also I think what, what was, what's important for people maybe to hear or understand is like, is that at a certain point, if, if you're, doing it, it's going to keep growing, right? You're going to either take over your house. So maybe your significant other, or maybe just your house in general can't 
sustain it anymore. I had to go buy an, a complete extra refrigerator for our little dining room area just to store ingredients like and dough and dough as it started getting bigger. And it did get to the point of like, okay, like, what are you going to do? And that's when, like, even when I got the truck, same thing, we started doing pop-ups more and it was like, okay, one a week is sustainable with my fridge and with my time and my energy really, because pop the pop-up at bars and, pop up at in parking lots and stuff it is it's a lot a lot of work and it is exhausting and it's it's and then it's such a risk too it's you such a risk hey, you don't showing up you don't know and then there's days you sell out and there's days you sell eight pizzas and you know you got to project positivity and that yeah. you're you're progressing but then and then it becomes for then it became for me like okay, I can't do this four days a week in four different places. And so then that's when you, like I, my progression was starting to look for a kitchen. And now that I even got the kitchen, it's like, I realized to your story, like, I mean, I realized it on my own, but hearing your stories, like I didn't, I never heard that information. So for me, I looked at what we were doing and because I got the space from a, a business that was already um had it was current i we within 48 hours we had an operating health permit and we were allowed to sell out the door mm -hmm. but we did it ass backwards so it was like uh so i have this restaurant now what am i supposed to do i guess i gotta find a pizza oven and then you build it but then you realize you don't it's not designed to be a pizzeria and um so i guess it's to do that, like that, I wish that I had that information to look at that kind of stuff, you know. Um, but it is a lot of work too. That's that's the one thing I feel like it's that there's like that beginning stage where it's fun and you're doing twenty pieces. <laughs> but like the next step up is is like I feel like you ha you have to make a choice if you want to do it because it'll take over your life too. You know, you gotta love it. It's okay to just make pizzas, I guess. It's my, like for your friends and family. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't have to have an end game of you're opening a restaurant I, in Los Angeles no, at some point. It's, it's funny because I feel I, I watch people and it and bless anyone. Like I I did I did that. It's like, but I watch people. You start to see people making pizzas with whatever oven they have, and it, and then they're like, you can all, I can almost feel like this the. The you see knob that, in the brain. You like, see the crazy eyes change. Yeah, they I get think that this look. Could be something. Yeah, like, and you're like, slow think, down. And it's like, it's it's, please, like. <laughs> but I think to Tommy's point, there, it's a benefit. <laughs> well, that's kind of what happened with all of us, right? Well, it is. <laughs> we are. It is. it is. That's what I'm saying. We are a testament of what not to do. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not really. The way, like, like with all of your stories, like I'm gonna sound like maybe super LA and stuff, but it's like you're talking about like. Staying, sticking true to yourself and like kind of like keeping like just keep pushing forward and like you guys kind of manifested your situations yeah. uh without like overthinking it or like forcing it or you know like you were just working really hard on like the most important part which was like the craft and like it it just organically grew for all three of you into the point where you all got into different situations. Sean is in El Sereno in a full build out restaurant. You went from uh, the bar to now like a full patio setup. At Las Hortas, uh, you have kind of like, like a, a similar pop-up vibe because it's just like you come to the window, you order there, you still get your your, your, your like your pizza, yeah. you know, like your concepts kind of all, and Sean, you're running it exactly. Your, well, your concept it's evolved a little bit. Cause you have slices now. Yeah, slices and I have more help. But like when it was, when I moved into that space, I truly just was operating it exactly the same way I did at home at first, just cause I was like, I don't know how to do it any other way. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Has, has like kind of sticking to that. I mean, let's, 
go to Tommy, do you like having seating? Is that something that you would really want? Do you like that? It's just kind of like walking up to the window. Here's your pizza. Like we have some <clears throat> small seats outside. Um, so I, this kind of lends to why I'm doing Chinatown Yeah, is because I, I feel it's, I'm, it's, what I currently have, while it is as much of me as it can be, or the vision that I had for this and what the brand is, that's the last part. It's just that it's lacking that experience. Like my my touch of hospitality that I don't get to do um, is is the last the last piece of my puzzle. Yeah, to give to people to give to customers. So I I mean. I love what we've created. And when it was my sister and my brother-in-law and I, and we like, came, I came up with this rotating wall that like was a transitional space. So during the morning, like those things were fun. We'd made the most out of this. We call it our small but mighty space. It's deceivingly small, but like the front of it, you know, that it was enough at the time. But then I realized very quickly that this is this is what I wanted, you know, what you've got and like what you've got and what you get, like, that's the last part that's missing. Cause I'm more or less a, uh, a well-decorated cloud kitchen, you know, like it's really just takeout. And so it, I want to chime in because like, I want to tell you a story I never told you. So when I first started making pizza at home, I was following Anthony Falco and I was following you guys when you got the space in, when it was you, Gemini and you. Yeah. And you guys did that pop-up with Falco. So I drove out here to go just like get pizza at your thing. Cause I was enamored that you went from pop-up to that. And then you're working with Falco who, if you, I think all of us watched the pizza show on Vice a little bit and like took a lot from that over the last like five or six years. So I was always enamored with those guys. And then, so I drove out to, to, to and your truck was there, the yellow truck and all that. And I was just in awe of what that was in the beginning stages. And like to like, that's, I think if like you're starting a pop-up or something, if you could just be like, not like you want that, but it's like, oh my God, if they're doing it like this and it's so him. And then the food was incredible and I got to meet Falco and now we're friends. And then I met you later on, but it's like, those are the things that got me inspired. And like, and then we talk in retrospect of like, there's people that follow Aussies that now reach out. They're like, I've been coming to you. I used to order from your apartment and then yeah. now I get to meet you in person. And it's like these little things that we don't, I guess, I don't take it for granted, no. but you don't realize as like you grow. And like now with like Aussies, like we have this full patio setup that was basically not gifted, but like it was earned. Like we, they didn't want to lose us, the, the landlord company I work with. And they gave us this whole space. And I never wanted like a lot of tables. I love your setup. I, I mean, I grew up where the pizzeria was, you walk in and there's like a small couple booths and that's it. And that's still the dream of mine. I love your build out. We've always talked about this, but you kind of go with your situation. And like Sean saying, like now doing slices because he has a good area in El Sereno where people walk by a lot, you can do, do slice pickup. And for us, we have this great patio and I was in a sports bar that not a lot of families wanted to attend to get pizza back when I started. And now that we have this open air, dog-friendly, kid-friendly patio, we're just getting flooded with families, which is a dream. And I didn't I didn't know that was gonna happen. And now it just is, and like, you just go with it. Yeah. And like, it's just amazing to see that and like to see the growth of all of us. It, it inspires me like every day. And like, just, but that was, I still remember that day driving up there to sunset and I saw you guys and I was like, this is so cool. That was a beautiful day. Yeah. I really was. I still drive by the shop just being, working in and around that area for so long in nightlife and still driving by that and seeing the sign i still it's kind of it doesn't seem real it's wild times. right it's really yeah to be on sunset boulevard and like right at the bridge it's it's i i really still it doesn't seem real most yeah. of the time when we were doing the pizza festival in new haven recently we were out there and they invited us, which is insane. They invited us from LA to do a New Haven pizza festival next to the people I grew up with. And my gotcha moment was I'm there next to Frank Pepe's, which is like the most famous, started all of the New Haven style pizza. Uh, and we were next to their truck and we're doing, it's crazy. We're doing three unis. 
it was old school. It felt like back in the day, we're using yeah. three unis, just doing what we can. And I'm frustrated because the dough wasn't what I wanted and all this stuff. And then the owner of Frank Pepe's walks over and sends, shows me a screenshot of his daughter ordering pizza from Ozzy's in LA the same night that we're next to uh, Frank Pepe's cooking. Wow. And I'm just like, am I alive? Like, is, <laughs> That's a real moment. It's just yeah. like, and that's what's great about the pizza world, especially in LA now. It's like, we're all like, for the most part, just great people just trying to like work our butts off. And like, to your credit, Mr. Fully living your vision, like you taught us all to do the same things, like whether it was directly or not, you just stick to what you want to do. It's if you work your butt off, it, it happens, man. Yeah, well, in all honesty, I would probably trade with Tommy for his shop on Silver Lake. Well, welcome I to th Let's Make a Deal. I, th uh, I think I think, I, <laughs> so, I think I think sometimes though, like if you're doing a full build out, you're doing a full build out. He's gonna move in here. Tommy's yeah, okay. Move in here. All right. I'll move in here. Yeah, let's we're just gonna we switch trade. it up. We'll have yeah. fun. Yeah. That, we that, should do a Freaky Friday. That would be wild. That would be that would be fun. People come in like what. Is it pepperoni on this fucking pie? Yeah. What the fuck? No. Hey, um, no. I'm Tommy. What's going on? Uh, okay, before I forget, uh, Sean, do you think that like uh, running your shop, you're open for 12 hours a day, right? Uh, 12 hours a week. Yeah. So, so we we do. Um, yeah, we that's that's about the the size of it right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And do you think that like sticking to kind of like the pickup? And the scheduled ordering has kind of like, kind of helped solidify the brand and has maintained growth and been very just like easy, easier to, to deal with. Um, I don't know. So basically what I would say is like much like what I heard on a lot of the pie to pies recently, it's like July and August, just everything slowed down a lot. And I was kind of like looking around, I'm like, okay, you know, like, but the other side of the question that you asked is kind of like, you know, or, or like the hidden side of what you were asking about is like being in a neighborhood anywhere. It's like, there's always the unknown element of like, who's going to just show up and want pizza. So like, even from day one, I would always like, before I started and I was by myself, I would try to always have like a couple slice pies there. That way, like if somebody wanted a slice, I would sell it to them. If somebody wanted a whole pie that I couldn't do because it was like gonna, like I couldn't keep up with it, I would just be like, here, take a slice, you know? So all along, like I've always had the sort of like um, walk-in traffic to, a, to certain degrees. And like recently, I would say over the last couple months, when things started to get a little busier, um, we were seeing a lot more people, whether they were looking for whole pies or slices, just kind of coming in. So um, I would say for like structure, I like having the, you know, the, the scheduled pickups and stuff like that is great just because you kind of, I don't know. I mean, people have a certain expectation, like they know what, what's going to happen. And like, we have some control over like, you know, whether it's like somebody wants a party order of like 12 pizzas at this time. So we can kind of like nix a couple slots and like make room for that and sort of like control the flow of things and not have like a rush on top of like, you know, something else. Um, I think it's, I, I don't know that it's like, I feel like I'm not in a good position to say like, oh, it's solidified the brand. It's like made it like clear for everyone what we are, maybe. Well, solidified the brand and like, I'm reading this book, Influence, and it talks mm. about like scarcity and like mm. your pizza, it, it has this scarcity mm -hmm. feel because you are only open these certain amount of hours. So right. like that kind of becomes part of the brand. I mean, like it's called secret and that's kind of how it like it started out. And I'm right. just wondering if like, you know, you've been open. Is it, will it be a year in the summer? Uh, it was a year, year it's already in July. Been, oh my God, so, time yeah, flies. Yeah, so exactly. it'll, it'll be two years in July. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like you're still getting that influx of business, right? Yeah. And it's still, and I mean, it's still working for you. It's still working. Because you're still, still you're still doing. running it yeah, like three days a week. I mean, you're still making, are you making every single pizza? Well, yes, to, uh, to, to the extent that like the round pies, I'm stretching them all, 
that's still all me. But like over the last like six months, there's been a lot more like, okay, like someone else is helping me top them. Okay. Um, someone else just came on board recently. Uh, she's got a lot of pizza experience. So I was like, well, let's start getting you launching these and like figuring that out. Um, when I do pan pizzas, which are just like grandmas or Sicilians and, and they're square and, and it's simpler build because we just do par-baked crusts. Those are like, I'll teach you to make that in five minutes. We've yeah. got a little cheat sheet. It's like, so I don't, I rarely make the square pies myself at this point. Usually someone else makes those. Um, but you know, I have my hands on most. You know, you are never not in the building for a service. Uh, so far, yeah. The the only one time was I. There was one time I had COVID and we had like uh, agreed to do a bunch of pies for the local middle school and um, you had to make it work. Yeah, and and the at that point I really only had one person helping me, and you know I knew she was going to be coming in to do some prep without me. And I basically was like, hey, if I give you like the step by step, can you build these? You know, it was like a dozen pies yeah. and, and deliver them over to the middle school. And, you know, she did it. It was great. So Wonderful. luckily she had built those pies before. You know, it wasn't like a true first. You're like on Zoom. No, stretch it this way. <laughs> well, they were par baked. So okay. it was it was right, a lot right, simpler. Right. It was like the crusts are already done. He pre-orders his own pizza under a fake name. Uh. <laughs> He's like, hey, I'm, 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 uh, I'm Tommy. Hi. I go on Yelp hey. and start blasting oh, yeah. myself. What, what a one star. Okay. Okay. Let's keep her moving. What is the, what was the hardest thing for making the jump into a brick and mortar? It's for all three of you. So just jump right in. Um, I'll go first. Cause for me, the first thing I think about is just like, I, I'm going to talk about like the new space now. And like, it was a natural progression. Like we've all talked about as you outgrow the space you're in. But at first it's just basically when you go into a brick and mortar and we went from, you know, the pre-order model at my house to pop-ups where you're not sure who's going to be there, but usually it's a busy bar event or something like that. When you go to brick and mortar, it's really, you know, you get your marketing brain on to promote it, but it's, you have to just hope that people show up and get to try the food. So for us and for me specifically, it was like, all right, let me get out there. Let me promote it. I know the first, cause I come from comedy. I know how to promote shows. So I knew like I could get people to show up the first couple weeks or so, but then it's really maintain the consistency. So that fear of like the unknown of like, okay, how can I maintain this at first? Cause you don't know who's going to show up. And then now recently, it's more of like, <laughs> how do I handle all of this? Especially since the LA Times article for all of us is really, like, I mean, our, our business loan has increased by like 50%, which is amazing. But like, you have to like, kind of just get ready for it without even being prepared for it. You just have to just go and figure it out. So like for me with the brick and mortar, it's just being able to pivot when you need to without even knowing that you needed to. So I, like, we we're just talking about, um, I used to make all the pizzas, like every single one, even with like a business partner, even with the team. And now I have three guys working for me that are all hungry and want to make pizza and learn. One of them was our number one customer and he kept bugging me for a job. And I was like, you're hired. And then he's like the greatest human ever. And then the other guy, Michael, we named the pizza after him, Mikey Rabbit, and he has cook experience, but no pizza experience. So it's like, I don't have kids, but like seeing like them put pizzas in the oven and they don't fuck them up. Like it's the nice, like the greatest feeling in the world. And like, it's like, I learned this from, I was grateful enough to meet Chris Bianco the week I started Ozzy's at Underdogs a year and a half ago. Cause I went to his spot in LA when it was opening. I just went down to try it and he was there and he sat down with me for 20 fucking minutes and talked about what not to do. All I told him was I was opening a New Haven pizza. He goes, okay, let's talk. And I have his number to this day and we'll text. And we're on the same list, which blows my mind. Yeah. And like that, that's like, was the first reassurance. Like we're all the same. We can all just get through it. So like for that answer, just like not that for me, that was the scariest thing. And still is, is like, I go into the work every day expecting not to sell one pizza and I have to be okay with that. That's just my mental set. And then once one sells, it's like, great off to the races. Let's see what happens. Cause we have no control over it. When you realize you have no control over who shows up and who orders, it's, it makes it a lot easier for me at running a brick and mortar. It's just like make the pizza as best as you can. And then just teach the teach the staff and you grow, you know? No doubt. Yeah. I think for the, for me it's the same, uh, in that it you you you'll find yourself there and then it, again you you'll have the overhead. 
that is the overhead is the the big tricky like what have I got myself into moment of like oh shit something breaks <laughs> and then but then it's it's the the mix of I have these employees who that's to me the greatest responsibility is that I've given you a job but like this is your living you know this is how you make a living and it's like it's a responsibility that I don't think um being a small business owner which I've been forever like I've never had proper employees that come to work every single day and that responsibility and the overhead of that just taking care of that um is what's been the hardest for me because it's it you know and as you grow your payroll grows and it just starts to get to point but it also like when I really sat down for the first time, I was like, holy shit, like I'm paying this much for my payroll, though my business must be also be doing, I can't believe I can even afford this right now. Like that was also a moment of like, while it was terrifying, it was also solidified like, okay, like I'm really, I'm really fucking doing this right now, you know, which is, which was cool also. I had this funny moment a couple weeks ago where I paid my staff their tips and cash Usually I just sell it to them after I do all the payroll. But I was like, I've never given people like envelopes of cash before, like legally. Don't don't, don't scrub that. But uh, <laughs> I I was like, this is gonna be so much. Like if I felt like Willy Wonka, I was like, here you go, guys. And they're like, and it was it was like just that moment of like, oh my god, like I'm I'm doing this. Like the side of the business you never think of being the owner and being in charge of all that, but being able to gift people from their hard work like what they earned. And like actually physically handed to him was like, it made me like tear up. I was like, this is just wild. The yeah. fact like it went from 20 pizzas on a Saturday to like now I'm giving people tip money. And like, it's just, it's insane to me. Yeah. 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 I feel like uh hardest thing for going into the brick and mortar for me was just that I had no experience. It was like, I, uh, like, I know you had in and out and you had the pizza chain and obviously you had, purgatory, et cetera. Um, for me, I was kind of like, all right, well, time to learn. And I basically, um, I mean, my way of handling it was just doing it myself until I kind of had a, a handle on things and then gradually trying to get some help after that. So I don't know. Short J answer. Jumping into the deep end. Yeah. Jumping in. <laughs> um, off topic. We went to Pizza Expo, and we both were at the Tony G class. Yeah. It was yeah. $250, mm -hmm. and I was wondering, would you recommend that to other people? Um, I think it depends on who you are. Like, for me, I was like, you know what? I, I Tony G was literally one of the, like, when I first was learning how to make pizza at home, like, 2010, like, yeah. as a hobby, um, he had YouTube videos of like stretching a New York style pizza. Like he was literally one of the first people that I ever learned any pizza, anything from, yeah. just from those days. Um, so like, I thought it was cool to like, you know, hear what he was saying about like, you know, doing Sicilians and doing this and doing that. And like, there were some little nuggets in there. Um, I think it would be great for anyone who's like newer to making pizzas. And, um, I thought it was cool just to kind of like be there. But, yeah. Um, was it worth $250? No, I think that, <laughs> I think that like the, there's other courses that they do at Expo that are like also $250. That yeah. are like a four hour lecture on like business things. Yeah. To me, I think those are much easier to get like, you know, if you're looking for ROI, if you're looking for like getting that 250 back tenfold, like yeah. you're probably going to have an easier time in there. But also if you don't really know what you're doing with pizza and you're also like allergic to the internet, like Tony G's class <laughs> is probably like pretty oh, good. Oh, I like that. Allergic <laughs> to the internet. Yeah. Okay. All right. I uh, mean, I, I did a right before I, like right before COVID, I, I went and did a Falco class in Napa and it was like, I, I don't remember how much it was, but it was also, it was important for me in my, in my story. It was, it was like, I needed to spend that money to like in my head, take that chance on what I thought I was, what I was trying to do. And it felt really good to 
just take that step in like I'm doing this, mm. you know. So, and you know, it it was it was um, it was a deemed a masterclass, and it was again it was like I'm already doing this now, and I you you could see the people who made two pizzas in their backyard versus what I was doing, but it's still he like when I launched the pizza for the first he he he's like have you done this before? And I was like I mean not really, and he's like wow. Like that was really, and I like legit that moment. I I messaged him afterwards. I said, I don't know, you could have been blowing smoke up my ass, but like honestly, <laughs> you saying that to me made me feel and like truly was. Now I think I can do this. I really think I can do this. So thank you for that. So yeah, it's a, quite a gift. It's just like the little like reassurance that you that you got. We this. all need it. Yeah, and that's like that's like not to jump into this, but like, that's the thing that I don't understand with the Yelp bad, like just tearing people down. Like this is us supporting each other, right? Yeah. You do such a great job of doing this. What we're all capable of doing when we support or you just, just praise somebody, like what that can do for somebody is so much more than tearing them down. And for some reason, people just, it, it drives me nuts. Like you could call me and say, hey, you burnt, the shit out of my pizza or you know it wasn't good and i'll i will listen to you but to be like publicly shamed it's like it's demoralizing at times you yeah. know and all and what you could also do for somebody is yeah say we love your pizza we come back all the time which is sometimes a lot i mean i beg people to do that like please tell me if we've messed up yeah you know? mm -hmm. people are weird right <laughs> yeah and like so me and Tommy have talked about Yelp stuff, but for me, coming from comedy, I'm really good. I'll roast you back. If you're going to rip apart my business for something, I'm going to get you. And like, that's just how it is. Like, I'm going to get you. But now I'm coming from the approach of like, gratefully, and we all have a majority of great reviews on Yelp and the Google and all that because we just, we are, we're in our product. Like we're fully our product. So people know that and they'll see that and we have our return customers and it's wonderful. But for every now and then there's, Wayne from New Jersey, which is my favorite review ever, one star. And it just said, there was no fucking cheese on the pizza, one star. And I'm like, I'm making that a t-shirt. I'm announcing it now. Yeah. I'm making a t-shirt in the shape of New Jersey with that <laughs> review in the middle because it's hysterical. Cause like that's, that's the epitome of uh, someone having a, that, that's, that's their life in a nutshell yeah. in a review. That has nothing to do with no. no cheese on a pizza. Yeah. And like, same thing with like five star reviews and all that stuff. You just make the best thing and like you have to just accept it. So every time I get a review, one star, five star, I've I've had to learn to do this, but I just put thank you. I just I respond to all of them. I do thank you. But if you, no one's only no one's gotten under my skin yet to where I have to like defend the brand or anything. I'm sure it might happen. And if it does, you know, watch out. I'll dress as Fred Durst and come to your house and rap every lyric to Limp Bizkit until you just you, uh, one of those days. Yeah, <laughs> but like break some shit. I mean, I've already done that many many times. It's like, it's just like, I've had, and also too, people say things that they don't fucking mean. And like, meaning like I had a guy one time come by, he's like, I'm from the Raven. I haven't lived there in 30 years, but I know what it tastes like. I'm like, you haven't had this pizza in 30 years. Great. I, I already don't care whatever you're about yeah. to say, like whether you like it or not. And he orders like a bunch of pizzas and he comes up, we're in the middle of service. And I think there's something about pizza making where people think they can just talk to you nonstop when you're in the middle of making like 30 orders and they think it's okay to like interrupt what you're trying to do for your work day. And they just, he's like, yeah, it was okay. It doesn't taste like what I grew up with, but it, it's okay. I'm like, thanks Roger, have a great day. Like, you know, yeah. you could drive your car to that pole. Like, I don't really care. He came back the next day and ordered three pizzas and he's like one of our number one customers. Yeah. You I was like, know. they don't, they, people just say stuff. They don't understand what's coming out of their mouths and like you have to, or what they even type in the moment. And some stuff I just go, wow. Like, it's just like, I don't, it's, it is what it is. But Tommy mentioned the validation for me. It's just when, you know, you get the other side of it. Like, Hey, I'm from LA and I've never had pizza like this before. Or like, I've been wanting to try stuff like this. And it's like, no one's had it. Like, I know we've all gotten that. And that's the, the big thing. Like when you came by, you recently came by with the pizza pilgrims and did a little tour and they were all talking about, you know, sorted when they were at my spot. They're talking about secret, talking about this. And it's like, that's how we are. Yeah. We're all like, there's no competition here. This is all love, all of us. It's just like, we're all just crazy tattooed freaks trying to make pizza the way we want. And it's amazing. 
I so I stand by I'll what I said. We're all we're <laughs> all crazy <laughs> tattooed freaks. You have my face on your butt. Yeah, yeah, one on your other chin. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, to go back to what Tommy said, I think unfortunately it's normalized to be negative. I think that like it's the easier thing to be negative. I think it, it's cheap, and I think that we as business owners can only give those reviews any kind of power. And, you know, I think my wife always says that like, anyone who reads this is going to zoom right past it because it's not the overarching message that's in your Yelp reviews. It's just really fucked up for us because what people don't understand obviously is that you're not just talking about a business, you're talking about like somebody's hard work. You know, it's your child. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's your, fuck, yeah. you're shitting on my child. Yeah, I mean, it's like if somebody like okay, wrote a I fucking mean. Yelp review about my son <laughs> Levi, I would like, you wanna fucking murder him. It's like, what? Yeah. yeah. One star couldn't couldn't jump on the, the jungle gym by himself? Like, you but know, they, like. We've, we've <laughs> talked, I when I came in that day and we talked about it, I said there, there will be a moment where something in your head because there's a spiral like yeah when it first mm -hmm. when you when you first see it you just start spiraling and then like something at some point will click like where you just you like it wh why did you say that but then if you wonder why they said it it's just like you don't even know why you said it like you don't it's it's kind of it was an emotion it's almost it always feels emotional like some some of the one star type mm. reviews and you're just kind of like i wish you didn't do it but you did and you probably regret it and then when you read it sometimes they that's that's what i've realized when you go and read them it's like it's almost seems hysterical at times like oh, yeah. yeah it's like a soliloquy almost like yeah. they like took the time to make this like these one one of them was like if you want to be have be really catfished go to ozzy's because it, you think you're getting great pizza and then you don't. And I was like, that's amazing. Yeah. Like, I wish I thought of that. Yeah. But then like you look into it and you're like, she posts that for every like restaurant in the area <laughs> and one stars them because she's one of those negative troll people yeah. and just replaces the restaurant name for every time. And it's like, wow, interesting. I, I had a guy who got a pizza. It was, it was too well done for his taste. He had had it before and loved it. Waited a couple months, DM'd me that he didn't like it and how disappointed he was. You know, I tried to make it right. He was unresponsive. Then he leaves a, uh, it was a Google review under the name Persuadertron. Wow. Damn. <laughs> and, yeah. and like, I looked at his review history. It was mostly <laughs> negative, but sometimes positive. And, uh, you know, eventually he did respond to my DM and was just like, oh, no problem, man. I'll just try it the next time I come in. So, you know, like, Super I think it gets to the, to the core of what good. you said, which is people are, are, are a little strange with what they choose to do. And, so, so, dude, yeah. similar story. This guy, because, like, we cook outside, like, so it's al fresco. So you see us and, like, do service. Just like here. But just everyone can see you, right? Same with you. All of us, except for your restaurant, everyone sees you as you make the food, right? But you have the experience with the trucks. People come up to you when you're making it. We had some guy one time during a rush that just orders and then stands there and is staring at oh, us. That's pretty normal. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's okay, cool. And like, he's just waiting and it's fine. And then we, he got like the first three pizzas of the day. So like uh, he gets them and I say that because the deck was still getting the temp and everything cooked. It was fun. They were great. Maybe a little undercharred like normal, but mm -hmm. they were still cooked perfectly in my mind. I get a DM from him in the middle of service. Hey, were they, was I supposed to order these? They don't look like the photos and all this. And I'm like, um, what? Like he's like giving me a diatribe. So I was just like, they're the first few pizzas of the day. If you didn't like them, you come back, we'll get you two free ones, no big deal. Sorry if they weren't to your liking. I, I'm really learning how to be just simple and like baseline with th these customers. And like, he then pumps a three-star review explaining how much he was disappointed, like right away. And I'm like, hey, uh, Getty from uh, Instagram, you suck. <laughs> like you're, you're a loser. <laughs> um, because <laughs> this, this, this is kind of like what you, what you gotta do though is like, who knows? I'm like, I read all these books about stoicism. It's like the new thing I'm in too. And it's like these, these reviews are just perfect examples of people just like you're saying, there's like this emotion behind it where it feels like 
Getty might, who knows what kind of day Getty yeah, had, he went oh, back, you know what I mean? And it's to his all, mom's it, basement it, and he was really upset. <laughs> maybe his mom died. You it's know, also, like it, it's like, like you don't sometimes my mom's dead. I don't care. You don't honk. You don't <laughs> whatever. All right. Dork. It's the saddest thing. It's but, the chain mentality. Like yeah. people expect it to be the same all the time, <clears> but it's a handcrafted product. And the, the uniqueness of it is why people come for it. Of course. And like the taste is there. And like, there's like, it's just that that's what's that's why it's it's a two a double edged sort of like uh, bakers or people that come by that are in the food industry will come by and they'll ask, oh, where do you source your flour from? And like, what? How long do you ferment for? And it's like, dude, I'm making pizza. Leave me alone. Bye. <laughs> and then there's the other people who are like, why doesn't it look like the photo? Yeah. And it's like you, there's just no winning. You just have to just smile and be like, thank you. You're great. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I don't have that problem. It always looks like the photo. <laughs> Makes sense. Damn. I don't know. I believe you. I see those. I see those slice, uh, just slice case posts it, it's, you make it's every day. Fucking, it's the sunlight coming down on that I, table. I, I it's see. Just, yeah. I see your photos. It's, I'm like, you've got you've it, those photos. That window. sunlight, I and know. then there's a table out there. It's. I, it's I don't like, know. I it, think it's more than the sunlight. It blows my mind though. Like Pizza with how tight. beautiful I sunlight. See your light. I see your light. I'm like. God, he's got, Fuck, he's got good light. It's good light. I have yeah, I those have, tomato pies. <clears throat> I have a white. Sparkle. I have a white like wall that I used to just. It was an hour a day where it would bounce off the wall, and I would just get these on my iPhone. These perfect photos. You and get I was, the great ones outside because you have that mm -hmm. great uh, with the, with the, the sun's glaring and everything. Yeah, those are nice. Yeah. Those are fun. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm gonna try to sneak in two more questions. We probably could do a whole fucking podcast on Yelp. Uh, and mental we health. Should. Yeah, <laughs> he'll be rated. We should. We should. And he'll have a paywall and he'll be rated NC seventeen if we get uh, Yelp one. So okay. I, I find <laughs> that a story is very important, especially in LA. Can you guys just touch on like uh, how much of your stories do you think like help sell your brand today? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's like the kind of thing that is very doesn't come natural to me is like telling my story. And that whole thing is always something that like, <clears throat> I would shy away from. Fortunately, the story is very simple. I get asked it constantly, like people who have never come in before, they love to hear it. People who already know it, they're like, oh, we've been following you. So like, it's been huge. And um, it's always a little odd to me because like, I feel like my story is also like, 10 other people's stories in LA that I could think of like off the top of my head, just like I was making pizzas at home. Now I'm making them in this new place, but like, it's true. It's definitely like, um, like I see it in people's faces. Like if they don't know the story and I'm telling it, like they really like, like it. And so I've just tried to get used to it and get more comfortable with just like talking about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Similar, I, like we live and breathe our brands. And for me, Ozzy's is me and I, I'm Ozzy's like back and forth. And for like pizza is super nostalgic for everyone. So everyone has that pizza they grew up with that they love. And like they always go back to mentally, subconsciously or not. So like for me, I always wanted to uh, just have something that had that taste. Whatever that taste was, I can't even put my finger on it. But I grew up with and that's why I started making my own. And then I found it and then I was like, all right, I want to give this to everybody so they can just experience what I grew up with. So my story now is like when people come by and like, hey, are you from New Haven? I'm like, yeah, I grew up New Haven, East Haven line. Like I used to go to these places and all. Then they start sharing and I, what I realized and what made me finally feel like a Los Angelino, if I said that right, is that because I've been here almost 10 years now, I always never felt comfortable. The last three years now I feel like I'm home because there's so many people that move out here to chase their dream or chase just something different. And I've always wanted to live on the West Coast. It was always a dream of mine. I literally moved here with no money on a plane, no ticket back, just lived on a friend's couch. And then that's how it all started. And now I get to be myself truly through my food and through my brand. And I tell that to people in the story. And then like Sean was saying, their eyes kind of light up when they really want to hear the story. And it's it's different because like I come from comedy, so I'm good at you know storytelling. But like that was just to make people laugh. When you tell like <clears> your true like self story it's a little at first jarring for me to do that and then now it's just i love when people ask i love just telling them because it's the truth and like our pizza is a big representation of our truth so when i get to tell people yeah i, I make them from here i've worked here 
And then like, you know, you could, you know, I'm from this area. And then you find out I have tons of customers that either know my relatives or like went to school with some of my relatives or friend. Like, it's amazing. Like, cause like pizza is such a regional thing. Like we all have our styles that develop from where we're from. And then that connection just branches out. And like, like for you, I know you love Costco pizza. That was like your, your thing. And like having Still the boxes is. and ties in, like we all have our thing and like, like tomato pie is mine. And Sean has his New York, New Jersey style stuff. And Lasorda's is pure LA, which is so beautiful. I mean, I remember seeing the yellow truck driving around. I was like, who the hell's that guy? And then, <laughs> and then now it's like, I'm sitting next to him. We're friends. You never would have expected a purple guy. I think he was wearing that the first time I saw him, and I was like, "He looks a little." I don't think he should be driving. But uh, I should have put the, I should put that on a box. Yeah. Hot tongue, Costco style. Costco style. <laughs> what kind of pizza you man? Costco, style. Costco style. Which Costco? The one in a hot yeah, food or the one in Jasper? It's definitely got to be Los Feliz Food Court. Los Feliz Food, food Court. Style. Okay, cool, 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 cool. I like Burbank. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, the story. It's all about story, and it's amazing. And like you know, I love telling it every day. It's it's, it's it makes my life. It's complete now, which is beautiful. I definitely, story is to me the biggest part of it all. Like it is, uh, it's like you have to first off be yourself. And like it, you know, it's like the film school thing is being a director is also part of it is you, the, uh, the viewers should also kind of lead themselves. Right. And so what, what was sorted started out as like what I saw the moment I saw all of my friends responsibly uh, six feet apart on my porch, you know, or in my front yard. And it was the first time that people were seeing each other in person. And I was watching people see each other and people look at me in the flesh. And I, you could, during that time, you could see it in people's faces when they were like, Oh my God, like you're right there. Like, holy shit. And you, I, I still get the chills to this day when I, cause I can remember that the look on people's faces. But then through having them there, they become a part of your story. And that's what the magic has been for me. It's like people feel like they're a part of it. And that's what I double down on is of, of just like staying true to what my vision was and what my story is. And it is, all of this is an underdog story, really, which is, any small business, if you think about it, is is an underdog story. Real, when you get into it and you're just like, you look at what other big corporations have and you're like, I don't know how the fuck I'm doing this or how the fuck I'm supposed to do this. But you just keep your head down and then you have these people who support you. You have these people who believe in you. And when you have that behind you, you almost feel like you could do anything, you know? And And that's, for me, it's been that's the story is and that's why it, the LA style the but that this is what the city is for me it's because people come here and the, that's my biggest thing is that I call them dream chasers but when you come here if you find your own lane you know if you're true to yourself and you realize that everything and every one every person that whoever you are is what makes you special and if you double down on that, like the people of LA will see straight through somebody who's full of shit. Like we, it's like a sixth sense that we have, I swear to it. And so when people come here and, and just take a chance on themselves and really hunker down on it, you've ha- you got to respect it. And so that's, that's what my story is. It's just me also giving back to those people who, um, who put me where I'm at right now, because without, Without people's support, that's that's uh, I wouldn't be anywhere, you know. Well said. All right, I was going to ask one more question, but I'd rather do this. Just go around the horn, and if there is one piece of advice to somebody who might be popping up, doing brewery stuff, and wants to get into a brick and mortar, what's what's the advice? I would say think about what you want. Like a lot of people like early on were like, oh, you got to do this. You got to get with these investors. You got to like go huge. And I was like, I don't know that I want that. So I didn't do that. And I'm glad. Um, So I would say like if you're just popping up, like just try and figure out what you want and go for that. How do you figure out what you want? Uh, Reflect. Like did you do that? Did you write stuff down? Did you create a list? Did you have like... 
a dream board? Um, I would write stuff down and, um, you know, I guess talk about it with the, the people who I was close with. You did a lot of, you did a lot of research. You reached out to a lot of people. Like when I was talking to you, it talked to a lot of people. I guess I did. You know, it, it didn't strike me like I was doing all this research. It was just kind of like, well, I'm curious about this. And I mean, I also like, even when I was doing pizza, just like 10 years ago as a hobby at home, like, you know, I was going to the restaurant supply store and I was like reading all the stuff on pizza. Like I was always kind of like serious about it and like took it, took it seriously. So I think it just felt natural to me to be like asking questions and like reading books and like listening to this and that. And then did every person that you reach out to get back to you? Uh, probably. I can't even think off the top of my head about it. Well, I mean, you talk did. about talking to like Polly G, you yeah. talked to Nino, mm -hmm. like you reached well, out. That was even a coincidence with Nino because I was, um, just curious about those, uh, Mastro ovens. Yeah. And I was just like, I wonder how much these are. And you know, you can't just like go on the website and get a price. You have to like <laughs> fill out a thing and get a quote. And then like my phone rings and I literally thought it was my buddy who was like, oh, I'm going to call you in two minutes because it was a New York area code. So I like answered the phone all goofy and it was Nino. And then I'm like, oh, hey, oh, Nino. Shit, okay. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, but he's been cool, you know? But, yeah. Yeah. Well, to, to just what you said, figure out what you want. Sometimes it's 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 important to like ask questions to other people to figure out like what you're supposed to want or what maybe you need. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And, I mean, and I think you did like a great job of that. Like when I talked to you, it seemed like you had a lot of information that you had gathered because you kind of figured you, you, you asked questions. Yeah. And if anything, I would say I could have asked even more, like you can always ask more questions. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a good, another good tip. Ask a lot of questions. <laughs> Oh, my turn. Um, simple. I two things. I would go one. Sean said it, reflect, but when you're transitioning from pop up to brick and mortar, really self reflect and decide if you want to do that. Because as much as this is the most fun thing I've ever done in my life, you will work harder than you've ever had in your entire life to build your own brand, especially a pizza brand. So uh, you know, personally, I've I've been doing a full time job outside of my brand for the last two years and I'm grateful enough to leave it on Friday, but it took a lot of work to get there. Thank you, thank you. And I think some people are like, oh, I make pizza at home. I can just start a pop-up. Yeah, you could. But then it's like, oh, I'm doing a good pop-up. I can go open a pizza. Well, hold on, like figure out what that means to you. Like I like what Sean said, understanding what you want. And on the same side, be willing to compromise your vision a little bit. Like maybe your end game is what your perfect ideal pizzeria is what you want, but see what you can get out of it. Like we went from pop-ups to being sort of the ghost pizza kitchen. So my compromise was I'll just make the pizza as best as I can. I don't run the kitchen staff. I don't run the their marketing or anything, but I'll just do the best I can for what I'm my product is. And then we outgrew it naturally. And then now we're in a space now where I only wanted two tables and we have like 80. So it's like, you know, you, you, you compromise with what you're given and be willing to just, just, just to learn always. Like I learn every day from other people, whether it's how to do dough differently or how maybe I could try this with, with the food, but then also just seeing how different pizzerias operate. I, I take little pieces from everyone. I think that's from being like a comedian where you always learn from your, you're, you're inspired by your, your, your other creators. Same with pizzeria owners. And like, you learn so much, like, we all listening to pie to pie, listening to pie to pie only on YouTube and Apple podcasts and the other ones I can't remember at this time, but yeah, pie to pie. Um, but a lot of great insight. Yeah. Always learning. Like you, if you shut your brain off and think, you know, everything about pizza, that's when you're not going to, it's going to fail. Like you just got to keep like being welcome and open and also be honest with yourself about where you're at and like what you are doing. And the hardest part for me personally was, giving up control of the actual pizza making and then now being able to see other people make it. And then when you see someone making your vision, then you realize, oh my God, I never thought that was going to happen. I thought I would be making every pizza forever for the rest of my life. So you never know. It's just being willing. Yeah. Compromise your vision uh, and always be learning. You dropped three dimes in there. It was compromise. Compromise. Uh, always be willing to learn. And then do you really want to fucking do this? Nice. We'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> Purple Eater, take us out. I mean, that it, same. Just same.
No, um, it really is, is, I mean, even if not in pizza, just in life, really, just asking questions and not and realizing that you don't know everything and, and being okay with that, like that's some humility, you know, like just to just sit there sometimes and le just learn a lesson, you know, when things suck, when you get down and it is, do you really want to do it? Because that's the second, it, the, having a pop-up, there's a freedom to just walk away you know a brick and there is no walking away from a brick and mortar like you you know it 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 i definitely had a moment where it was like a fairy tale i was just kind of like this is i can't believe i'm here this is amazing but then it was like holy shit i'm here <laughs> this, i have this for 10 years there is no getting out of this you know like this is it now you know so you have to be realistic of, of what you really want and and do you really want to do it because um at, while the pop-ups are hard work there is there is a there's a lane freedom that there's freedom to it mm -hmm. you know um but so yeah you got to just be sure you really want to do it all right dudes very insightful information i hope this helps other people i think it will does the uh, fact that that I'm dressed like this is going to be harder for people to receive information? Oh uh, no, I think they're going to take you more seriously <laughs> in that. The purple glasses kind of like no, it's like yeah. It, yeah, it's yeah. Like, you look really okay, smart. I make sure. I think I'm really lost. You're going to have to wear that every day at work. <laughs> <laughs> you just come out. Hello, it's just me. So hot. <laughs> I'm just so, middle so of August. So 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 yeah. aging, and you're wearing that. Yeah. It's like, dude, is that dude? It's just it's just wet. Yeah. Yeah. flour all over it. I'm taking it off in months. All right. Well, we'll see you next time. Thank Thanks you, bud. Thank Thanks, you. Dude.